and set apart for the Lord's use in his vineyard. And the Christian worker also is a person who has been commissioned and sent out by God himself to do his work. A Christian worker is somebody who has been commissioned and sent out by God himself to do his work. If you look at John chapter 15 and verse 16, John chapter 15 and verse 16, John chapter 15 and verse 16, let's read together, one, two, go. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. So again, if you look at Luke chapter 10 and verse 1, Luke chapter 10, verse 1, ends the primary, ends primarily, the worker is working for the Almighty God himself. So look at it. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two. Therefore, his face into, two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. So it's safe to say that primarily the worker or a worker is working for the almighty God himself and um, we are commanded to serve the lord and to bear fruit we have been commanded to serve the lord and bear fruit if you look at john chapter 15 and verse 2 john chapter 15 and verse 2 it says um, without me you can do nothing every branch in me that does not bear fruit it takes away and every branch in me that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit every branch so we must we have been commanded to serve the lord and to bear fruit what mandate motivates people to become workers in church what motivates people to to become workers in church what motivates people to become workers in church you can identify several reasons why people who want to become workers in church but let me give you one let me give you a few Number one, psychological or physical needs. The first one, psychological or physical needs. So this pertains to people who join the workforce primarily because they have some physical needs such as feeding, shelter, etc., etc. And they see joining the workforce as a means to gaining access to support from the church to meet these needs. So let me explain um, the church to you uh, administratively how things work, especially in the redeemed Christian Church of God. On a normal day, normally, if you approach the church for a need or for recommendation or for you know anything, the step, the the basic step, are as follows. Um, you need one of two, one of two people to sign on your form that they know you, your Sunday school teacher, and your house fellowship or your house fellowship teacher. And in some cases, they require the church requires both. And then maybe a step further, your head of department may need to 
you know, put something together for you to, so people think by becoming a worker, they fully have access to all of these things. You know, and such individuals should be encouraged to work with their hands to earn a living and take undue, and not take undue advantage of the benevolence of the church. If you look at Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 4, Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 4, Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 4, Proverbs says, He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Even as the church fulfills its obligations to help the brethren, some others choose to work for God because they have other physical needs, such as children, a good, a good job, a financial breakthrough, healing, etc., etc. And believe that as they meet God's needs and work for him, God too will meet their needs. Such people need to remain faithful to God if or when he meets their needs. I know people I grew up in the church by the grace of God. I know people who I knew them when they had nothing. And I know them when God, how they used to stay in church. And I know what happened after God answered their prayer. How the church became, uh, no, no, a place where they can't even come close to. And uh, one of the prayers I pray is that any blessing, any blessing that God will bless me, that will make me, uh, that will make the church become an abomination for me. God should not bless me with it. God should not bless me with such a blessing. Number two, why, what motivates people to join the workforce in church? Safety needs. Number two, safety needs. Safety needs. So this pertains to individuals who join the workforce because of the need for protection from enemies, um, usually spiritual. <laughs> they are working for God as a means of fortifying themselves spiritually and getting to know God better in order to gain protection from their enemies. They believe by that by working for God, they will become more active spiritually and would therefore be in a better shape to stand against their enemies. If you look at Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 10, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 10, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Such individuals should, however, also remember Philippians 3 and verse 10. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10. The Bible tells us that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformed, being conformed to his death. It tells us that we should not only seek to know God just for his power. But we should also seek to know God himself. We must also seek God 
not just for protection, but that we may know him more, that we may know him. Number three, social. Social. Number three, social. He says, some others join the workforce because of the need for the sense of belonging, affection, acceptance, and friendship that they believe exists in the workforce. <laughs> if you see our church, for example, after service, some people act like they own the next building. They go there, and you see that the same set of people, predominantly workers, they act like they are the, is their family house. They take pictures for two hours. They gist, they catch up. Fantastic. That's probably what somebody needed. That's why he or she joined the workforce. Closure, socializing, and what have you. Sometimes I envy you too. I want to come down and take pictures, but <laughs> you know, the door doesn't take pictures. <laughs> That's just on a lighter note. So John 13 35. John 13 35. John 13 35. John 13 35. He says, By this all will know that you are my disciples if you love, if you have love for one another. So the Bible also has room for social. Not just socializing for the sake of it, but genuine love for one another. So what you are doing is not wrong. So, genuine love for one another. Such individuals should, however, above all, seek a close relationship with God as he is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Matthew, in Proverbs 18, 24, says, there's his friend that sticks closer than a brother. Number four, esteem. Number four, esteem. Esteem. Some people join the workforce because of the esteem and status that they feel is bestowed on workers and ministers. I tell us my first time of having to finally take the bold step to go and sit down where pastors sit in camp. The truth is I've always desired it. I didn't like the fact that I've always wanted it all. But I remember on many occasions I'll get to the I'll get to the entrance of where you take them because of course there are securities there. They want to check you we want you to identify yourself and what have you in the place where you don't have your ID card. Like I just remembered now that I, didn't, I don't have my ID card. You will wait, step aside, and wait for two pastors who has the ID card to identify you. 
and they will grant you access. So I go there the first time. Billy, fine suits, lovely tie, nice shoes. As I saw those people, I ran away. I just went back into the auditorium. The, the next time, I went again. I saw them checking, 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 checking. I ran away. It was one day. One pastor just saw me. I just put her around me. Ha, Pastor Joe. Ah, you are sitting beside me today. The guy didn't even know that me, I was shivering as I was following him. Until I climbed the stairs and nothing swallowed me. And nothing has swallowed me up to today. Some of us just joined, we joined the workforce because of the esteem, because of the status, because of the whatever. You know that day as I sat there, I wasn't even concerned. I was just looking at that video. I was just, ah, say, ah, Josie, you are a big boy now. Hey, hey, whatever. You know all those things. But that is really the reason. But as you grow older, you just want to, is that really the reason why you are there or whatever? So, whatever. So, some people join the workforce because of the esteem, because of the you know, upgrade in status and what have you. Um, that you will bestow on them some level of respect, uh, sense of achievement, recognition and attention. We should remember that Jesus said that we should not seek to lord it over our brethren as the Pharisees did in his days. But remember that the greatest person amongst us is the person who stoops to serve his or her brethren. That can be found in Matthew 23, 10 to 12. And the next one, maybe where I will stop today because of time, is self-actualization. I'll take one more after self-actualization and I'll stop. Self-actualization. Why do people join the workforce? self actualization one of it some people join the workforce because they want to maximize and achieve their full potential in christ they know that their destinies are tied to serving god <laughs> like i always say to people the next place i want to go to now by the grace is toronto if I go to Toronto, I will not sit down. The day you just hear that Pastor Joseph is in Toronto, watch out. There will be treasure in Toronto. Nobody can stop me from preaching. As I grew older, I realized that the more I devoted myself into this, the better I got. I keep getting in it. And that's how God works. And that's how God works. <laughs> I can't say it enough. There were days that when I just start preaching, as I finish singing like this, you see people go out. When they hear in conclusion, they come out, they come back. But today, to the glory of God, it's hard for you to lose me when I'm speaking to you. Because I have devoted myself into it. It is a gift from God. 
So, for self-actualization, some people know, some of us know that our destinies is tied to serving God. It's not something that they told us. We know God. <laughs> just like me entering a church now, I just sit down in the back and say, I don't want to allow Ha! With all this anointing that I'm carrying. And the same for you. The Redeemed Christian Church of God became a wide, a worldwide church because of one formula. As a worker, you are a pastor. If you are a worker, you get to a country, a nation, where there's no redeemed grant of God. Start one. That's the formula of our CCG. If you are a worker, a worker, and you get to a nation where there is no RCCG church, it's not a time to join another church. A lot of people, a lot of young people are just flowing with trend. This church, this church, this church. Has God really spoken to you to, if God takes you out of it, develop your education to another place, is that a reason for you to, is what is God saying to you? One of our sons who got to the UK and told me, ah, they are the church there. It's so boring. I said, but that's why you are there. Show them what to do. Tell them what to do. It's so boring. Whatever, whatever is this and that. Show them. Tell them what to do. Tell them what to do. And sometimes, before you even jump into conclusion, you may need to stay in a place for three to six months to understand that some, some of us, we react a lot to cultural shocks. The same way a pastor somewhere will do whatever. It's not the same way Pastor Joseph might decide to run his stuff. Imika called me one day and said, ah, my pastor in the UK is a very young man. Do you know this person? Do you know this person? Do you know this person? He sent picture. He said, that's my pastor. Eh, he's just, can he come and said, bro, stay there. Support him. Show him. Sometimes, that guy, you're calling your pastor too. If to just found himself in that city, and because there's no redeemed parish, and as a worker or a minister, he had to start one. He hasn't done it before. He has not done. He may not have done it before. Self-actualization. So some people see joining the workforce as a means of fulfilling their God-given purpose. They know that they cannot truly become everything God wants them to be until they faithfully serve him in his vineyard. Such individuals are surely on the right path to greatness. I was telling someone, <laughs> I said to him, if I'm living treasure hill, I will hand over this job to you. I said, my reasons are as follows. Ah, 
PJ, I'm gone. I'm not. I'm not. I'm <laughs> and I look at him that what's this one saying? What's this one saying? Who rejects opportunity to serve God, especially from the front? <laughs> BJ, I'm not, I can't support anybody <laughs> who can. Yeah? And lastly, other reasons. Such a fulfilling, such as fulfilling, sorry, a personal pledge to, made to God. Some people became a worker because maybe they were suffering from something before, and whilst they were praying, and they, God, if you or they were asking, believing God for something, and they, God, if you answer this prayer, I will work for you, or whatever. So, for that reason, some might, might be for that reason, fulfilling a personal pledge made to God. Pressure from a mentor or friend. Pressure from a mentor or friend to join the workforce. Response to a divine instruction or nudging of the Holy Spirit. Of course, there are also individuals who join the workforce as sheep in wolves' clothing. Bad people as sheep in wolves' clothing. With the sole aim of destroying the church, Matthew 7, verse 15. Matthew 7, verse 15. Matthew 7, verse 15. The Bible says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. I know many times I've said here that why would somebody who calls himself a worker, you decided that I don't want to attend Treasure Hill or another church again, and they prayed for you, we continue to mind our business and do what God has sent us. And you go from house to house, from meetings to meetings, talking down on the church. What do you stand to gain? Or talking down on the people of the church. What do you stand to gain? To what end? What do you stand to gain? Your prayer in this regard should be that every plant that God did not plant in our midst should be uprooted. Whatever your reason is for joining the workforce, it is my prayer that you find your purpose and fulfill your destiny in Christ. In order to be an effective worker, you need to be aware of three main duties. I will not talk about number one evangelism number two prayer and interceding number three giving number three giving number one evangelism number two prayer and interceding number three giving 
giving. You cannot go wrong by praying. You cannot. God loves so with us. And so you also cannot go wrong giving to God, giving to the work of God. May the Lord bless us. May the Lord help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us pray as we commit to this service into the hands of the Lord Almighty. Let us ask that the Lord will have his way in our midst. Let's ask that the Lord will make it very impossible for anyone to come here and live the same way they have come. In the mighty name of Jesus. Go ahead and talk to God. 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 Father, Lord, please make it very impossible for anyone to come here and live the same way they have come. Meet each and every one of us at the point of our needs. Exceed our expectations, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.